Welcome to the Zizzo Effect Podcast, where we talk about all things gamified. On our inaugural episode, we're going to start at the beginning. What is gamification? Where did it come from? And how has it infiltrated our everyday lives? Get ready. It's game time. Hello and welcome to the Zizzo Effect podcast. My name is Andrew J. Reimers. I am your host and with me, my co-host, Jimmy Shabbat. Jimmy, before we get started, I just want to say congratulations. On what? You made it to the future, my man, and so did I. And not everybody is that lucky, but we, here we are. It's 2024. Yeah. And uh, here we are doing a podcast, and I, I'm really excited. Uh, we've been preparing for this for a long time. I'm, I'm really glad it's here. I'm excited. Uh, this is our inaugural episode, hopefully one of many more to come. So congratulations to you as well, Andrew. Well, I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people listening and watching are probably wondering, what the heck qualifies us? to talk about gamification. And I thought it might be kind of cool if we do some introductions for each other and I'm going to challenge you. Uh, why don't you go first and uh, let's see yeah. how much you know about me. <laughs> well, I've got it all written down right here, so it should okay. be pretty easy. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Andrew. Andrew, I've uh, had quite a journey in, in your career. You've done so many different things. You were a mail carrier. I was. Uh, you are a guitarist, a vocalist, a theater actor. Uh, so this suits you perfectly. Uh, you're a coffee house manager. And one of the most interesting facts that I found about you is you're Buffalo's only Johnny Cash impersonator. Uh, but I think really what each role has taught you all valuable lessons, of course. But it wasn't until your current role as director of customer success here at Zizzo that uh, you've really found your calling. And, and I know that I speak for everybody in the organization, but also to our customers. You're doing an amazing job, and, and, and I think that experience is what gives you the credibility here. So, Well, I appreciate that. You're making me blush inside and out. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and again, this is my co-host, Jimmy Shabbat. And, you know, Jimmy, it's, uh, it's an honor to call you a friend. It's an honor to call you a colleague. You are, after all, uh, not just our in-house gamification expert, our chief gamification correspondent, if you will. But you're a forward-thinking entrepreneur, man. You're the idea, man. You're a visionary. Jimmy, you uh, entered the IT world at uh, the age of 19, started yes, your own business. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot different than what I was doing in 19, but uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, and eventually that led into uh, the accounts receivable world, and you opened up some agencies. You had almost 200 employees, which yeah. I am proud to say I was one of them. Uh, this isn't my first time working uh, with you. And uh, currently, you are the CEO and founder of Zizzo Technologies. And we're obviously going to dive a lot deeper into that. But, you know, I know for a fact, beyond your professional pursuits, you are a devoted family man. I've had a chance to meet your family. They're wonderful. Your son, Chase, uh, is great and helps me out so much in my position. Um, but I think what impresses me the most is the amount of joy that you find in nurturing an organization as you do in crafting a product. Yeah. It's really an honor to work with you. Thank you. To see your vision, to help you see your vision through. 
and so happy to have you here on the Zizzo Effect podcast. Welcome again, my friend. Appreciate it. And yeah, it's 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 quite a journey. Uh, I'm glad to have you on not only the journey of building Zizzo, it, both the product and the organization, but starting the Zizzo Effect podcast. This is this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, what better place to start on a gamification podcast than to play a game that we like to call Name, Name the, the Game. game. And what we're going to do here is we have some wonderful producers working with us behind the scenes, Emma and Alex, and they are going to be playing us a song from a video game. And we need to guess the video game. Now, we're just going to keep track. No money on the line here or anything like that. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Just bragging rights. And then after we go, we're going to give our audience at home a chance to play along as well by playing another song. But love it. Emma, Alex, why don't you cue up the first song and we'll see who gets it first? Oh, get out of here. Uh, too easy. I could say it. Yeah. We it. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario yeah, Brothers. Yeah. Original Nintendo Entertainment System, 1985. Classic. Uh, I still... Remember, I mean, one of my earliest childhood memories is Christmas morning, opening up that NES box, getting it plugged in on our little 20-inch TV that barely had color around the corners, and uh, just playing that game, you know, just being five years old, and it changed my life. Here's another trivia question, uh, made of a bonus for you. What game came with Super Mario Brothers and the NES? Well, if you were rich enough to afford it, you got the dual combo Duck Hunt. Yes. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. I didn't have that one. (laughs) What was a couple extra bucks, really, right? It came with it with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Oh, but you're right. You needed to buy the gun. You needed to, yeah. So there was an expansion pack. So now that we've gotten that shame out of the way, (laughs) maybe we should move on to to the next round. I I was right in your boat. I was a family of six. (laughs) We shared everything. So we we, we fought for over that, that time that game time on the NES. So no, it was, it was uh, it, you know, it's so cool. And we're, we're going to talk so much more about, you know, the history of gaming, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's it's really cool where, uh, you know, it's people in our position who have sort of that analog uh, oh, childhood that slowly turned digital. Um, I wouldn't trade it for today's age. I wouldn't. I, I love it. it was, it's such a great experience. Anybody who came from the Gen X generation, maybe the later stage millennials. I mean, the Xennials, I heard. Xennials, oh, yes. New, new term. Nice. I like it. Uh, they all experienced the 80s, the 90s. I think some of the funnest times, at least from my memory. Of course, the new generation will say different. But uh, but in any case, we've, we've got another song that... Uh, we do, because that, I know, see, I, I can tell. I have a mm-hmm. feeling in my gut. Mm-hmm. Everyone at home that's watching this right now yeah. or listening to this is probably wondering... Well, so what if, of course, I mean, you know, if I know the song, I know the name, you know, I name the game. Yep. What do I win? Yeah, it's a great question. And we, we've got to make it exciting. It's part of what gamification is. There's got to be some sort of reward for guessing it correctly. So if if you do want to guess wherever you get your podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, you can get it at our website at playzizzo.com uh, or wherever you stream your, your podcast. Um, also on our socials, we'll be promoting this on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. Um, put your put your answer in. You know, you'll be put into a drawing. Uh, one of our first prizes will be this wonderful, high quality Zizzo hat. That if you want to zoom in there and take a look at that, uh, 
And then there's going to be many more prizes in the future that will expand upon this. But that is limited we'll, edition. My that friend. is limited edition. It's a great product. It's a, it's it's. Uh, I'm excited to give it away. All right. Well, enough talk. Yeah. Let's play round two of Name, Name the, the Game. game. one as well oh. it is another absolute classic um i have a feeling we're going to get a lot of correct answers on this yes. one uh, uh but my goodness i mean uh forgive the pun game changing yeah no it really really was for me it was one of those first role-playing games that took a long time i mean mario brothers super mario brothers was difficult but this one was challenging to another level and one of the great things that i loved about it and you caught you, you you said game changing um that it was the first game that I recall that even after you completed all of the missions, you still had some hidden clues and hidden treasures that you can go back and find. So you can continue playing the game for as long as you wanted. And, you know, nowadays all the games are endless. Like there's no real finish to the game. So you can always continue playing it. But the first one that I remember expanded on just the original or, or completing all of the missions. So. Yeah, okay. classic. We're going to try in the future not to spoil the answer. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it did. I mean, there's some clues there. I mean, if you come from our generation, you should have. Those are those are clues. So we'll make it easy this time around. But we'll make yeah. it more challenging next time. Uh, absolutely. Sure. So make sure you keep tuning in for every episode. We're going to uh, make it a little bit harder every time. And, uh, you know, as gamification goes, your expectations and your the difficulty level goes up. But what else goes up? Your rewards. And uh, anyway, that's uh, that, another, that's story, another episode. Here. That's for another episode. So why are we here? Gamification. Jimmy, yeah. in a nutshell, why don't you tell me the definition? What is gamification? Sure. I mean, I guess the definition, it's a very simple definition. It's the application of game mechanics to non-game tasks. That's just about as simple as you can put it. Uh, if I were to expand on it, it's it involves using techniques like you know currency, scoring, competition, rewards to enhance engagement uh, and motivation in various activities. It's about as simple as I can put it. Absolutely, and you know we're going to cover so many examples of gamification uh, around us. It's not something you can avoid, even if you tried. But you know, I'm not sure that people really understand how long this concept has been around. Now, I'll be honest with you. I started working for Zizzo a couple of years ago. I thought gamification was, was a new term. I honestly thought you invented it. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I had never thought about it that way. You know, I, I, I never worked a job that incorporated it. I had um, just, I didn't quite understand the concept, but as I began working here, as I began learning and, and growing here with Zizzo and, and reading and studying and getting to understand that gamification has been around for a very long time. I, I mean, it stretches back further than like written history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. Uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back to second millennium BC. You know, at least the, the earliest story that I was able to find, and actually, that's uh, uh, something that's been in in the book "Realities Broken" by Jane McConigle, which it's an amazing book. Uh, one that I recommend to everybody if you're listening to this podcast, looking for a book to read, Reality is Broken is great insight into the power of gamification. 
and how it could help fix reality. But uh, Jane tells a story about the the Lydians that um, back in, the, as I said, the second millennial BC, the society was going through change and they were starving. And the king of the Lydians said, "Hey, we need to we need to preserve our our, our community." And so he devised a plan where he split uh, society in half. And he said to one half, like, everybody gets to eat every other day. And on the day that you're not eating, you get to play games. And by doing so, it distracted them from, of course, the hunger, the starvation that they were going through. And, and it allowed them to, to be engaged and distracted by something that was fun and therefore not worry too much about starving to death right so and what what that it, uh, essentially did was was cut the consumption of food in half allowing allowing the lydians to survive you know through this the, through this famine so it's a very effective tool that dates back many many millennia um but uh it wasn't until modern day that it was given the term gamification okay so that's ancient ancient history yes. obviously mm -hmm. and uh I can't imagine going through some, I mean, I can't imagine not eating something for every other hour, let alone every <laughs> other day, you know, but you, that, um, so that's really interesting as far as the history goes, but you know, history being what it is, obviously things change over time. Are there more modern historic examples? Is there more modern history? I maybe should say, um, of gamification, uh, in business or in, in life. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the most recent modern history that, you know, we can find is a company called Sperry and Hutchinson, um, who introduced trading stamps as reward for purchases. This was back in 1896. Uh, it was the first example of gamification being used in retail. But of course, you know, you can fast forward to 1979, which is something, you know, both of us, at least I was two years old at the time. I'm just dated myself, but um, where airlines and hotels provided frequent flyer mileage. Yeah. Now, you may not look at that and automatically assume, oh, that's gamification, but it's a way to accumulate and people get rewards for accumulating enough miles to get free flights or free hotel rooms. Um, and if, I don't know, most people probably know about McDonald's Monopoly, right? So when we were growing up, you know, you would buy that meal and you'd get a cup and you'd be able to peel that sticker off and collect the different play, the, the different board pieces from the Monopoly game. And when you match a grouping, you'd get a reward or sometimes you would just get a free coffee or a free hamburger or a free Big Mac. Um, and that one was huge. Uh, it got people going to, and it was probably one of the most successful recent forms where gamification was implemented to garner to garner loyalty from you know their their consumers. Oh yeah, and that's I mean incredible point. I was dragging my parents to McDonald's multiple times a week while Monopoly was going on in order to try to win that million dollars or try to get a free French fry or whatever it was. And you know I I, I love that, and, and it really. Um, brings us to our next point because we discussed at the top of the episode you know ways that gamifications infiltrated our everyday lives you you talked about the McDonald's monopoly you talked about frequent flyer miles you know when i think about it i didn't realize at the time but there was a uh, you know as you know we've recently gone through a global pandemic everything was shut down now i have a son he's 9 years old and when that happened he was in kindergarten 
And, you know, I feel really bad for the kids of this generation who missed out because he missed out on a full year, almost a year and a half of schooling. And we were doing at home learning. Now, there were programs like IXL, Raz Kids, Brain Pop that was teaching him what he needed to learn. But he, they were doing it using badges, using rewards, using point streaks. And not only was he learning because, I mean, I'm not a dumb guy, but I'm not a teacher and I don't have the patience to be a teacher. I'm going to be honest with you. But these programs incentivized him to want to learn more and to want to do better. And, you know, I, I love it because it, it, it really helped us through a very, very hard time. Sure. You know, that being said... Um, what are some other areas in our lives where we see gamification and we might not even realize it? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to just gloss over education because it's an important part of how, in you know, gamification, not only is it infiltrating our lives at our current age and, you know, our kids' lives, but as early as your kids can hold an iPad, they're using gamification. They're giving them stickers for completing tasks, for watching videos. Um, so, from an educate from from a conditioning standpoint, it's really important to recognize that we're putting technology in our kids' hands at the earliest age possible. And gamification is part of all of those applications. But expanding on education, Apple Watch, right? If you have an Apple Watch, you're probably familiar with the, the fitness component of it, the rings, closing the rings. You're able to invite friends and family members to compete, uh, you know, getting your 10,000 steps in. Um, Peloton. Peloton is one of my favorite examples of how gamification can uh, completely revolutionize an entire industry, right? I mean, we're talking about a stationary bicycle, that was used for the most part as a coat rack after the first maybe month or two. It's almost like you know going to the gym in January, right? Everybody's New Year's resolutions. They go to the gym and it's really packed. And then after a month, maybe even a couple of weeks even, it starts to die down. Same thing happened with the stationary bike. That's what I hear. I don't have any experience with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, I, I'm fortunate here. We get to work out in the gym here at our office. But um, with the Peloton, you know, what was great is it just introduced leaderboards, you know, badges. You know, it created that community and that competition. And uh, nobody wants to finish last. And everybody towards the top wants to race to be number one. And that built a $4 billion brand with Peloton. But every other fitness app that you can think of, Nike, Fitbit, they all use gamification in their app to keep people engaged. But beyond that, let's look at retail. Okay, Starbucks. Do you drink Starbucks? So I'm not a Starbucks guy. Okay. Um, I know uh, this, this, you know, we're in Buffalo, New York, basically Canada. Uh, I am a Tim Hortons guy. but. Okay. But but I similar similar systems, and I think yeah. uh, along the same lines of what you're about to say. Yeah, I mean, Starbucks is uh, again a very 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 successful brand, and it, they were quite successful before they implemented the strategy of rewards, right? Earning, I believe they call them Starbucks. Again, I'm not a Starbucks drinker either. I'm with you. I'm riding the Tim Hortons train. Uh, but my daughter, she, I mean, the pink drink, holy cow. I mean, talk about crack. I mean, she is, she's one or two a day at least. 
at least one a day. Well, yeah. But in any case, we'll try not to talk about no. crack too much on this podcast, <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, it's it's just uh, an analogy of how it, <laughs> the addictive qualities of a product, and you know, part of that is the gamified part, but. Uh, of course, caffeine does does help with that addictiveness. But in any case, they they create you know their loyalty reward points where you're challenged to earn double rewards, triple rewards to get that free drink, and people love that. And it's it's that's just again another part. I'm sure that you've got some examples of something that you've experienced in your life from a retail standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, speaking of Tim Hortons, um, first of all, if they're not called Starbucks, what a missed opportunity. But I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim Hortons has roll up the rim to win, or at least they, they used to. Now it's done on a digital app. But you purchase a coffee and you had a chance to win another coffee. And you know what? It drove so much business for them that the odds were really good you were going to win a free coffee because they could afford to give it away. Um, one that I'm slightly embarrassed to admit that uh, I've really bought into, Kohl's uh, uh, Cash. During the holiday season, going to Kohl's, and they incentivize you with free money. Nice. And they say, here's some Kohl's cash. All you got to do is come back next week again, spend <laughs> a little bit of money. Yeah. Here's some free $15. And I love that. Um, first of all, with Kohl's, gamification in itself is just trying to figure out what anything costs in that store. <laughs> That's its own game. Um, but no, that was something. And and again, you know, I joke and say I'm a little bit embarrassed about it mostly because I tease my mom so much about Kohl's cash. Uh, but I get it. And it incentivized me to go back and want to purchase more because they're giving me a reason to do so. And it feels good. It feels like I'm earning something. It's effective. You know? It's it's highly, highly effective. I don't know. I mean, you talk about analog. We come from the analog generation. Uh, the punch cards, right? Oh, no. I mean, you go to, I, I don't know that Subway originated it, but you would go and get a sub and it'd give you a whole punch in your card. And once you've collected, Seinfeld did a whole episode right. on it uh, with Elaine where she gave her number away on her sub card. I forget the name of the sub place. I get a card and they stamp it every time I buy a sub. 24 stamps and I become a submarine captain. What does that mean? Free sub. Oh, I can't believe it. I've lost my atomic sub card. I've eaten 23 bad subs. I just need one more. It's like a long, bad movie, but you want to see the end of it? No, you walk out. All right, then it's like a boring book, but you got to finish it. No, you wait for the movie. <laughs> I want that free sub. But you get enough punches, you get a free sub, and people that... It was a challenge, number one, to hold on to the card for that long and to get all of the punches and to be able to redeem it for that reward, which is just a free sub. Yeah. And talk about loyalty. You're not getting your subs for anywhere else. You're going back to the same place because you want that punch. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a, a ton of different places. I can, I can guarantee that your life and somebody in your family is uh, engaging and interacting with some form of gamification at least once a day at the very minimum. You know, if you're learning a language, um, Duolingo, right? Uh, every language learning app, Rosetta Stone, Duolingo, I can't think of any of the other ones. They're teaching it. My kids as well. You know, my kids are now in high school, but they still have the apps that, you know, in terms of studying, you know, that they have the flashcards and they have the trivia and, you know, they're able because it's it's a lot easier to retain. You're much more engaged when you're winning something. It's that dopamine rush that you get for winning and you want to repeat that behavior. And 
one of the things that they do in those apps is they give you the ability to go back and correct your answers and redeem yourself. I think they call them redeem rewards. So it's it's everywhere. It's It's not just in one place. Well, Jimmy, in today's episode, we talked a lot about gamification and all the ways it's infiltrated our lives from food, fitness, education, even sleep. And that's a huge chunk of our lives, but that's not even all of our lives. But we'll dive into that a little bit more because we are not done. On the next episode, we're going to take a deeper dive into the elements and techniques that bring gamification to life and why that even matters. So don't miss out. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, the game is not over. It's just getting started. Be ready. It's game time.